This episode is brought to you by Allstate. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings vary and are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Welcome to the Pants Cast, brought to you by Lululemon, a show about all things pants. My guest is Matt James, former NCAA player and Lululemon ABC pant enthusiast. Hi, great to be here. Matt, tell us all about those ABC pants. The comfort? They're like the pants I put on when I don't want to wear pants. Versatility? You could wear these pants to a wedding, but you could also wear these to a cookout. And what about style? They're like if casual and cool had a baby. Well, it's clear why you're an ABC enthusiast. Pleasure having you and your pants on the show. Thanks for having us. Find the shockingly comfortable ABC pants at lululemon.com. You're listening to a Bike Radar podcast tech talk with myself and Seb Stott, where we get nice and geeky about various bits of mountain bike tech. In this episode of Tech Talks, we're going to talk about fork offset. Uh, this is a key part of mountain bike geometry and road bike geometry, uh, but is one that is either misunderstood, little understood, or not really talked about very often. Uh, so fork offset is the distance between the front axle and the fork's steering axis, the line running through the centre of the head tube about which the fork rotates when steering. So to talk a little bit more about this uh, is Seb Stott, who's one of our best tech heads on Bike Radar, uh, and he's done quite a lot of experimenting about it. So Seb, well, tell us a little bit about <laughs> fork offset from in, in the most basic of senses. So... Um... So as you said, yeah, the fork offset is basically how much the front axle sticks out in front of the steering axis. So um, for a long time, this was kind of pretty standard. You know, forks were made with a certain amount of fork offset, usually 51 mil for 29ers and something like 42 mil for 650B. Um, it varied very slightly, but people didn't really think about it too much because forks just came with one offset from the manufacturer and then bike brands just put that on their bike and and worked things like the head angle, the stem length around that number. Mm -hmm. But more recently, brands have started to experiment with different offsets, uh, specifically shorter offsets. So going down towards like 42 millimeters in 29 and down to like something like 37 mil in 650B. The reason you might want to do that is because uh, it's quite counterintuitive, but uh, the trail which is basically the distance by which the contact patch of the front wheel mm -hmm. sits behind the steering axis. That, yeah. that number is really important. So if, if, you, if you drew a line down the length of the fork, then yeah, it would th hit Straight the through at, the head tube, through the steering axis. It would hit the ground at sort of... It would hit the ground in front of where the, the tyre is actually touching the ground, yeah? Exactly, yeah. And usually that distance is, on a mountain bike, is somewhere very roughly around 100 millimetres. Mm -hmm. um, so a very slack, basically the slacker the head angle, the more horizontal um, or less vertical that steering axis is. And so the further in front of the contact patch it intersects the ground. Mm -hmm. and, um, and that distance then from the contact point patch to the point where that hits the ground is your trail. Exactly, yeah, that's the, called the ground trail, um, and which is kind of the easiest to understand. Um, but the, the fork offset 
actually reduces that distance. Yeah. It's quite counterintuitive. Um, but the, the longer the fork offset, that pushes the, uh, pushes the axle forwards, which pushes the contact patch forwards towards, towards. the um, steering axis. So yeah. you get less trail. Um, so trail is important because it has a self-centering effect on the steering assembly. Mm -hmm. So if you're turning um, or if uh, a, a loose, loose rock or a slippery route pushes your contact patch to one side or the other, mm -hmm. it will have a self-centering effect because of that caster, uh, the kind of caster effect from that trail, just like the caster wheel on a shopping so trolley. A tro yeah, so that's the analogy that's always used. Is okay because the, the the shopping trolley's wheel hangs behind the front of the shopping trolley when you're pushing it forwards. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the so the shopping trolley wheel can can obviously rotate like a wheel, but it also pivots on a steering axis. Mm -hmm. um, uh, which is in front of the contact patch when so you're pushing the trolley forwards. If steering, if the shopping trolley manufacturers put a longer effective sort of the wheel further behind, they become more stable. Uh, I guess so. Yeah, they would. Um, yeah, they'd be more inclined to track mm -hmm. behind the trolley. So, so the longer the trail, the greater that lever arm between the contact patch and the steering axis, mm -hmm. and so the more self-centering force you'll get. Okay. Um, and this is somewhat analogous. It's a bit different in cars, but cars have caster as well. Um, and that's why when you come off a roundabout and you're steering and you let go of the front wheel, not that you should do this according mm -hmm. to the highway code, but obviously we all do, yeah. um, then the, sti the, the steering, steering wheel, wheel returns to center. And that's partly to do with the caster effect. The main thing you want to avoid is that effect going into reverse. Mm -hmm. um, the opposite of self-centering, which kind of exaggerates the steering angle, which can happen particularly when you're entering, I'm sure we've all experienced this, when you enter a steep, tight switchback, perhaps yeah. when there's bumps as well, um, then the front can want to tuck under, mm. some people call it. Basically, you're steering a little bit into the turn, but then your front wheel just suddenly wants to steer all the way around. Yeah. And it kind of flips on you and your wheel is suddenly going 90 degrees to the direction mm. you're going and it spits you over the bars. And that's because the contact patch is either at or in front of the steering axis. Uh, yes, it, it kind of, as you steer hard, the contact patch moves to the to the inside, mm -hmm. so so uh, of the turn. So it, it kind of it, there's kind of another thing going on with with the kind of left right mm -hmm. position of the contact patch, but also when when you're on something steep, the head angle effectively steepens, yeah. and if the ground is is more horizontal, like if you're if you're getting to the, say you're riding down a to simplify it, say you're riding down a set of stairs, mm -hmm. and your bike gets to the bottom of the stairs then your bike is tilted at a steep angle, yeah. but the ground underneath the contact patch is, is horizontal, so that reduces the trail mm -hmm. and can make it negative. Mm -hmm. So if you're on a trail and your bike is at a steep angle going down the hill, but the ground underneath the contact patch is horizontal, then that can make the trail negative. Also, if you hit a bump, the contact patch suddenly becomes the point where the wheel is con contacting the bump. Yeah which can be in front of the steering axis as well. Um, so that can make the trail negative, so it, it does the opposite of the caster effect. It wants to magnify any steering angle, which can kind of spit you over the front. And that's when you have one of those little moments where you sort of, yeah. your heart jumps a bit and you... Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm sure most of us have experienced it. Mm -hmm. So basically by 
increasing the trail, you can minimize the chance of that happening, mm -hmm. make the steering more stable, more calm, and less less wanting to tuck under, uh, more inclined to kind of steer straight, especially when you're braking. So that kind of trail debris corners and 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 changes of 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 gradient don't upset the steering so much. So I guess this is kind of coming around because over the past few years, you know, there's the rise of enduro, you know, people, mm. it feels that people are riding sort of steeper, more gnarly trails going faster. And so having this shorter offset, longer trail gives bikes that are more stable, more confident, therefore faster, easier to control. And that's, is that where you think it's all come from then? Uh, yeah, yeah, basically. So, um, yeah, so you can get you can get more trail by having a slacker head angle. Um, or you can get more trail by having a shorter fork offset. Yeah. They're the two two main options. You can also increase the wheel size, which mm -hmm. just yeah. stretches everything out, scales it up, so you get more trail. Mm -hmm. um, there are reasons why you might not want to increase the head angle, or slacken the head angle too much. Um, the first is that it gives you more flop, wheel flop, which is when you turn the bars and the it actually does the opposite. It wants to magnify the steering, mm -hmm. um, steering angle because of the weight of the rider pressing down mm -hmm. vertically. Um, so basically, when you turn the bars, the the um, the frame actually drops slightly. Yeah, um, and that causes that floppy feeling, which kind of is is at odds with the caster effect, which wants to right the steering, uh, center the steering. So so there's kind of an interplay of those two opposing forces. Mm -hmm. um, so when you're when you're braking, um, that self-centering effect will probably dominate. Whereas if you're on flatter ground or a climb, and the head angle is slacker, that floppy feeling will probably dominate. And that's why you get like a wonder a bike that wanders around. You know, this is sort of one of the yeah. criticisms of slack bikes early on was that yeah. when you rode up something steep, it would flop from side to side and quite hard to control exactly where you're going. Uh, yeah, it can be. Yeah, um, or at least you have to apply force on the handlebars, mm -hmm. I apply a torque on the handlebars to keep the, the steering from flopping to one side mm -hmm. or another, particularly when you're climbing. Mm -hmm. um, so by shortening the offset, um, you can get much more of the caster effect without having too much more of the flop effect. Okay. Whereas by slackening the head angle, you get much more of both. Mm -hmm. um, so in theory, in combination with a a, a short fork offset and a steeper head angle, you could get the same amount of trail and the same amount of that self-centering effect, mm -hmm. but having slightly less of that flop effect. Um, but but in practice, what people have done is slacken the head angles and shorten the offset. Mm -hmm. So they have more flop, more caster, mm -hmm. more trail. But uh, presumably a crazy stable bike. Uh, yes, in terms of riding downhill through bumps and, yeah. and g-outs and what have you, the steering is much more stable, much less likely to tuck under. Mm -hmm. I mean, with a modern... Uh, when was the last time you experienced that tuck under sensation mm -hmm. on a modern bike with a slack head angle? I mean, it hasn't happened to me for years, like yeah. not since. Um, uh, head angles were much steeper. Um, which So that so in, in 2015... I was riding a specialized enduro 29, mm -hmm. which has basically 160 mil of travel and a 67 and a half head angle, which by modern standards is Pretty really, steep. really, really steep. And I was and I was finding that the steering was kind of tucking under a bit in certain situations, and uh, it just wasn't um, it didn't feel as stable as I wanted it to be on kind of steep technical terrain. Um, so I had the idea of 
of experiment, experimenting with off, a fork offset, and I talked to Chris Porter at Mojo mm-hmm. about it. And so he arranged to basically let me experiment with three different offsets, servicing the fork each time, like swapping. a lot of work, swapping the fork offset uh, by swapping the crown. So right. so basically the lower stayed the same, but the, the 29er crown mm-hmm. gives you 51 mil of offset. Mm-hmm. 650B crown gave you about 42 or 44. Mm-hmm. And the 26-inch crown, because that still existed at the time, uh, gave you about 37 mil of offset. And that's because the... Between those different forks, just sort of trying to explain how that would, how that is, the stanchions sit further forward yes. from the steerer tube of the fork on the 29 and they did on the 650 and the 26. So the, yeah. the crown was sort of V-shaped and then it came back towards a more flat across the line. Exactly, yeah. So the offset is made up of two parts. It's made up of the crown, which sweeps forwards and puts the stanchions in front of the steerer tube. Mm-hmm. But it's also made up of the lowers, which put the axle in front of mm-hmm. the lowers. And everything else is in a straight line parallel to the head angle. Um, so basically, yeah, the 26 crown was almost flat and so gave less, mm-hmm. less offset than the 29er crown. So you could get three different offsets with the same fork, same head angle, everything else was the same. Um, so I did this test up in Mojo's test track and I felt like the, the shortest offset was the most stable, uh, was the nicest, took a bit of getting used to it. It definitely felt very different, but I felt like the, the steering was smoother. Mm-hmm. Uh, calmer and it kind of cu- it wanted the bike wanted to carve an arc rather than sort of uh, kind of fidgeting okay. in in the middle of the corner um, so yeah I thought that was great I did some timed runs but just only one time run of each so it didn't really mean much mm. but I was I guess you could say that I was going fastest with the shortest offset which doesn't mean much in itself but it, it, I was going fastest whilst also feeling the most comfortable and the most calm. Mm-hmm. So if you combine those things together, I guess you could say that the, the shortest offset felt better on the day. Um, and I kind of thought, well, that's kind of interesting, but it's kind of academic because no one's going to be swapping crowns on their forks and, mm. and you know, forks for each wheel size just come with a certain offset, and that's that's fine. Um, what, 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 just briefly, what was Chris Porter's involvement? In is, some, is this something that you talked to him previously about then? I mean, Chris Porter is sort of, he's a very vocal person when it comes to bike geometry. He's got a lot of yeah, strong been, ideas. He's got some opinions, hasn't he? Um, and you two, have, I, I, I've witnessed you two sort of having differences of opinions and he, <laughs> conversations yeah. can rattle on for quite a long time. Yeah, I think we agree about probably 90% of bike mm-hmm. geometry things, but the 10% we disagree on can... Could fill books. Yeah. <laughs> so, so how did this? Uh, how did that test originally come about? Then was it just through a conversation with um, Chris? I was talking to Rob Weaver, our colleague mm-hmm. here at Bike Radar, and we were talking about different offsets and and what effect it had uh, or, or might have. We didn't really know at the time, um, apart from the theory. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been a lot written about it in in motorbike. Okay. Circles. Um, Tony Full wrote an excellent book about motorcycle dynamics. Mm-hmm. Did an experiment where he basically steepened the head angle of a motorbike up to 90 degrees, so the, the okay. fork is vertical, but put the fork on backwards so that it had negative offset. Mm-hmm. So it had roughly the same amount of trail as the stock motorbike. Because, yeah, so the steering axis is vertical and the... Offset is negative. So the, the, the contact patch of the tyre is, is again behind the steering axis, yes. giving you the trail. Giving you the trail, but through a vertical head angle and a negative offset, yeah. rather than 
having a slack head angle with a positive offset. Mm -hmm. It's it's a really good experiment. You can find it on Google um, if you type like Tony Full motorbike trail offset or something like that. You'll find it. It's really interesting. Um, so that got me thinking about fork offset. Obviously, it's harder to adjust head angle as well, and we certainly can't make a 90-degree head angle bike, mm. but we could experiment with different offsets uh, with the same head angle and, and see what see what happened. We got in touch with Chris. Um, I, think, I think Rob already knew that Chris had been doing this because mm -hmm. Rob and Chris know each other really well. So got in touch with Chris and he said, yeah, I'm running a, like a, I think at the time he was running a 26 inch crown backwards on okay. his bike. And then he had to file away the crown of his fork <laughs> to, to, so that it cleared on bottom out between the, the crown and the, and right, the arch. Okay, yeah, yeah. But he, but he had this revert. I think he was running like less than 30 mil offset because his crown was on backwards. Um, but anyway, so we, we didn't do that. We didn't go that far, but we, we tested the 37, 44, and 51. And that was really interesting. Chris was like, yeah, I found the same thing, the shortest offset, more calm, allows me to ride faster. Mm -hmm. um, brilliant, yeah, that, that it tallies with what I found. But as I say, it was kind of academic at the time. We kind of forgot about it a little bit, but then... I mean, at, at that point, there was a feature that went on to Bike Radar, right? Uh, yeah, there's a feature you can read about that if you if you're interested. You can you, go on I, Bike Radar. I literally just Google Bike Radar Seb fork offset, and it's there's yeah. two results on there. There's the, there's an amazing article on there which goes through a whole raft of different bike geometry um, things. You know, head angle, BB height, all this sort of jazz, um, and obviously fork offsets in that. But then there is that fork experiment that you did a few yeah, years ago, which was older. Um, there's a few ideas in there which maybe. Um, We've learned. I've learned, learned, learned since. since that um, there's more to it than what I said in the article. But uh, yeah, it's it's in principle. It's, it's easy it's, to find. It's 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 true enough, and that that basically covers what we've talked about. We, uh, we can put links to these features in the Bike Radar article about this podcast. Click the link below <laughs> if you're on Bike Radar. If you're on Bike Radar, yeah. Uh, don't if you're driving and listening to this podcast. Probably don't. Don't click. Yeah, the link. or at least wait until it's a quiet stretch of road. Don't do that. Um, <laughs> so a couple. So as I was saying, it was it, we kind of forgot about it, and then a couple of years later, um, I think Transition picked it up and started talking about how they're fitting shorter offset forks on their mm -hmm. bikes. Uh, White doing the same shorter offset, and since then, pretty much everyone is offering shorter offset, especially in twenty nine. Mm -hmm. uh, Fifty one mil offset is now. Sort of super old school. Consi mm -hmm. It's considered to be super old school. Um, pretty much everyone is is offering forty two or forty four offset on the twenty nine, which is the shorter mm -hmm. of the two options that are available. And that that seems to be across the board. I was looking at Rockshox's new thirty five fork, which is a effectively sort of budget trail fork. Yeah, and they're offering in both wheel sizes both different offsets yeah, you know, yeah. This is I, su I suppose that's the same chassis as the pike in revelation so that so they didn't have to make new molds mm. but even so yeah it's interesting that even it's at the not, budget end yeah. people are offering this subtle adjustment it's not it's not a high end it's, this isn't just for the pros now this this is literally yeah. across the board yeah yeah um however in the interim bikes have got much slacker which was, I think, the problem I was trying to solve with that Specialized Enduro back in 2015. They've also got much longer. Um, 
So, so the two things I noticed with the Specialized is that the steering was more calm with a shorter offset, mm-hmm. it less less twitchy, um, more centered, but it made the front center much shorter. Well, a little shorter, and that bike really couldn't afford to lose any front center. Um, but nowadays, bikes have got much longer, much slacker. Um, so the steering, so because they're slacker, they have more trail. Yeah. Anyway, so I think. I'm I'm very much going from memory, but I think that Specialized Enduro had, with 51 mil offset, had about 90 millimeters of trail, mm-hmm. something like that. But nowadays, like Transition pioneered this, I think, with their Sentinel, mm-hmm. which is a kind of trail Enduro uh, 29er. Um, it has a 64 degree head angle with a 29 inch yeah. wheel. So even with a 51 offset, it would have like over 100 millimeters of trail, something like 110. I can't remember exactly, but a lot more than yeah. that enduro had, even with the shortest offset. It kind of made me think, well, do it, how, how does this shorter offset work now that head angles have got slacker? Mm. Um, so I, I got a transition Sentinel and experimented with the 42 and 51 uh, versions of the RockShox Lyric. Mm-hmm. And I was really hard pressed to notice much difference. Um, okay. There, there, there were some very subtle differences. I, I, I rode two or three tracks um, four or five times on each fork, mm-hmm. swapped, and did four or five more runs. Um, so basically, trying to mag- to really bring into focus that difference as best I could. And yeah, it's a subtle difference. You can you can notice that the your hands feel further behind the contact patch mm-hmm. with the longer offset. Like you have that, it feels a bit like having a short stem yeah. because your hands sit further behind relative to the axis, yeah. axle, but that's very subtle. Uh, because yeah, we're only talking about a, a what, a nine mil difference in offset between mm-hmm. those two forks. Um, and in terms of trail, the main thing I noticed was that with the shorter offset, the- Shorter offset, longer trail. Shorter offset, so longer trail, the bike felt more settled into the corner. Mm-hmm. And so it took a little bit more effort to get back up right mm-hmm. after leaning hard into a corner. You have to sort of steer to get upright again. Mm-hmm. Um, and that felt a little bit heavier, a little bit more weighty. Mm-hmm. I'd say the steering it feels more weighted with the shorter offset. That's, but it was so subtle. Um, I wasn't feeling with the longer offset like the front was going to tuck at any point. Yeah. Um, it, so I, f- I feel like with, with trail, there's diminishing returns. Right. So if you have 90 mil of trail or less with a specialized enduro back in the day, putting on a shorter offset to give a bit more trail probably helped because mm-hmm. you're getting into that negative trail zone more often when you're hitting yeah. bumps or changes of gradient like we discussed before. But when, when you already have 110 mil of trail or whatever, I feel like there's diminishing returns. You You, you don't need the extra trail as much. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is that with that original experiment, I was comparing 37 to 51 offset, whereas now they're only offering 42 or 44. Mm-hmm. So, so, you know, you're only talking seven or, or nine mil difference in offset. It's yeah. really not that big a difference, mm-hmm. which which is quite an odd thing, quite an odd position for me to be in because I, I feel like I sort of... Um, was to, to some extent advocating shorter offset as a concept. Yeah. You know, being like, well, if you make the offset shorter on these bikes, 
it's going to be beneficial. It has, it has, well, at least it has a noticeable effect mm. on how the bike steers. And I, I preferred it on that day on that test track. I preferred mm -hmm. how the bike felt with a shorter offset. Mm -hmm. And I would stick with that shorter offset. Uh, I wouldn't go back to the 51 on that bike. But now that bike geometry has changed so radically in the interim, I'm not saying that shorter offset is worse. Mm -hmm. But I am saying it's really not a big deal. I, I think um, I can notice a much bigger difference by adjusting the the roll of the handlebars, okay. or even the brake lever angle. Yeah, I think that has a much bigger difference on how the bike steers. Uh huh. By adjusting okay. the position of your contact point in relation to the steering axis and all that sort of thing. Yeah, your yeah your grips in relation to the steering axis. Um, so I'm not saying it's not there, and I'm not saying it's not beneficial. It's really not a big deal. It's not something you should get hung up on. But I've seen some bright brands that are still offering 51 offset. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, they're having comments on their Instagram or whatever saying, oh, why do you, why have you got 51 offset? I prefer the 44 or mm -hmm. I prefer the 42. And it's like, I really think you'd be hard-pressed to notice. Mm -hmm. and, and I've seen bike reviews... And I, I was guilty of it until I did this second test with the mm -hmm. transition, being like, well, it's got shorter offsets, so that'll make the steering calmer and all this stuff. But I think that's quite academic, and it's quite easy to get into the placebo effect. Mm -hmm. Because if you test, test it and keep everything equal, mm -hmm. that's the key. If you keep everything else the same, just the offset on its own is a very, very subtle difference. And if you can notice that um, straight away... Mm -hmm. Um, you well, you, should, you should have my job because I, <laughs> yeah. I really can't. I, I, well, I, I struggle to notice it. Yeah. Even even spending a whole day back to backing. I mean, so one one thing I wanted to touch upon is, I I feel that a large part of this conversation is in relationship to enduro bikes. So we're talking yeah. super slack head angles, longer travel, that sort of thing. But if yeah. if we bring it back to sort of like a, a a regular trail bike. So I've just finished trail bike of the year. Yeah. Most bikes have got a 66, 67 degree head angle, yeah. a shorter reach, that sort of thing. At what point does that conversation of fork offset become more relevant again? Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Um, so not only will it make more of a difference with a steeper head angle because you have less trail, it might also make more difference if you have a smaller wheel size. So 650B, mm -hmm. we've been mostly talking about 29 here. Mm. Um but if you have a steeper head angle and a smaller wheel size, you'll have less trail. Mm -hmm. So shortening the offset will increase the trail. Yeah. Um, but of course, the other effect of shortening the offset is it shortens the front center. It, yeah. it brings the axle closer to the bottom bracket, uh, which may not be what you want in a, in a trail bike. Um, so for example, a good example would be Specialized um, Epic Evo. Yeah. I think the, the regular Epic, the XE, World Cup race bike, uh, they're stocking that with a shorter offset, mm -hmm. which kind of makes sense because it's a steep head angle. You want a steep head angle for a cross-country bike because you don't want to be fighting wheel flop mm -hmm. when you're climbing. You want the you want a very steep head angle for that. Mm -hmm. um, well, at least cross-country riders think they do. Um, I don't know that much <laughs> about cross-country, but um, Anyway, the, the cross-country bikes have steep head angles, and yeah. I don't think that's likely to change anytime soon for whatever reason. But if you have a cross, have a steep head angle, maybe you want a shorter offset mm -hmm. to keep the steering calmer when you're descending. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, with a cross-country bike, you have a very long stem. 
mm. maybe 80, 90, 100 mil. And by shortening the fork offset, you're bringing the front wheel even further mm-hmm. back relative to your hands. Mm-hmm. So your hands will feel more over the front wheel. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure if you want that. Um, mm-hmm. I think for 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 short offset to to really make sense, you will probably want to lengthen the reach mm-hmm. to compensate so that you don't make the front center shorter. Yeah. And then shorten the stem to compensate so that your hands are in the same position relative mm-hmm. to the steering axis. Um and then and then you'll get more trail with a shorter offset whilst keeping everything else roughly the same in terms of the distance from your feet to your hands, mm-hmm. distance between your hands and the front wheel, front contact patch. Um, so I, th- I feel that that's generally what is, is happening in the world of trail bikes then? Totally, except that head angles have got slacker as well, mm-hmm. um, which I think to a large extent negates the need for a shorter offset. Um, if we're talking 64, 65? Yeah. If we're talking 66, sure. 67, then... Yeah, then maybe it's still it's going to be more noticeable, mm-hmm. but I still think it's quite a subtle difference. Yeah, uh, compared to the, all the other things that are going on. If if you're comparing a bike with the two different offsets, mm-hmm. then okay, uh, you can talk about the differences there. But if you're talking about two different bikes, mm-hmm. one of which has a shorter offset fork, but they also have all different angles, angles, BB height, suspension, yeah. kinematics, and and components. I think that difference is going to be thoroughly swamped mm-hmm. by those other differences yes. uh, in my in my opinion okay so if, if we were going to sort of sum up then the theory of a of changing the fork offset is that it changes the trail changing the trail affects how stable how calm the steering might be however back in the day the experiments that you did suggested that this you know the fork offset could make a real noticeable difference to how a bike performs however mm. with longer slacker bikes it's becoming less and less important. So maybe a few years ago, there should have been all this noise about it, whereas there's all this noise about it now. And in summation, we sort of think maybe it's overhyped. Yeah, it's overhyped. It's like with anything else, you know, it's a the bike industry is a capitalist um, <laughs> they con- concept. They want to sell bikes. Yeah. And if you, can, um, if you can have a USP, mm-hmm. um, then... That's great, uh, but I don't think it's going to make the biggest difference. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there are bigger things to worry about than fork offset. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still nice and interesting to talk about for half, yeah, half, I, half I, minutes. Like from my <laughs> from my the point of view of my job, it's really interesting to yeah. experiment with different offsets and all that stuff. But if you're, you know, if you're thinking about buying a bike, yeah. what offset it's got shouldn't be at the top of your list. Okay, well that's probably a good place to. To finish it off, I guess. Yeah. If you've got any questions about fork offset, if it really matters to you, yeah, um, let me know why I'm wrong in yeah. the comments below and why you <laughs> bought a short offset bike based on my original article. And now I'm telling you that that's silly. <laughs> um, we'll be doing more of these um, tech talks, so make sure you keep listening out for them. Yeah. you for listening to the bike radar podcast if you want any more information on what we've been talking about or more news and views on cycling check out bikeradar.com. radar.com